everybody. Welcome back to the Pre-Game Effect Podcast. I am Ian, and I am joined today only by Dom. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm all right, man. How are you? Doing pretty good. Um, for any of you wondering why Luke is not here, uh, we are no longer friends with him, and he's not welcome on the podcast. Yeah, screw that guy. Yeah. Um, yes. no, in, in actuality, um, Luke and his wife, Jen, have had their baby, so he is busy being a good father. Whatever that is. <laughs> that sounded a lot worse than I wanted it to say. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, it's oh, it's okay, guys. <laughs> wow. This is really starting this off great. <laughs> wow. All right. With the heavy hitting podcast. Uh, well, I was going to say, it's okay. Like, I'm not saying like my dad was bad. My dad passed away when I was six. This <laughs> makes it worse. Uh, so yeah, uh, hey, congrats, congrats to, to them, though. Uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're uh, a minute in. We're already off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> so, what have you been up to, Dom? Well, besides making uh, terrible jokes and assumptions on fatherhood, apparently, um, uh. You know, just been trying to get stuff done around the house and everything. Work. Uh, I'm off till the beginning of the next month. So finally able to breathe, sleep in a little bit, stuff like that. Um, was able to play some Legacy last night. I finally put together 8 Mulch and the first game was not going well for me. Like I play, so I played against elves, our buddy Joe. Um, and I feel like I played everything correctly, but the, the percentages were just not on my side. Uh, game RNG two. Yeah. Game two. I, I drew a card and cast mulch and a winding way. So I looked at nine cards and only one of them were, was a land. Um, and it turns out when you're running close to 40 lands, that's hard to do, but your boy found a way. Um, but after that round, I, I really was able to lock in, ended up going three, one last night and got fourth place. Uh, I mean, it was, it was crazy. Uh, cause I watched Thraben you play it as well. And like the entire time I was waiting for field of the dead to do its thing. Mm -hmm. I was really sitting back. And I think in the last match he had, he was up against a Jeskai control. I believe it was, and it was starting to get there, but his opponent kept getting rid of any, uh, like a mana bond or an exploration to where he can activate it several times in a turn. And had enough like oh here's to fairy i'm gonna bounce her token and then by the time you get another one and that it could attack i can do it again all this shenanigans stuff so didn't really see it go off then i had it going for me yesterday uh against a grixis control but they had um uh, the card that we just talked about ruination uh well they had that too yeah they cast a ruination against me so i guess that's that achievement has been unlocked or whatever for me. Um, 
It was the Hidetsugu. That one. Hidetsugu, yes. The other one you can't remember. (laughs) Yeah, that's the one. I just won't be able to remember that. That's fine. Um, We just need to find another nickname for it. Yeah. I'll just call it Sue. Sure. That works. Um, So they had that. And they were able to get rid of my six zombies that were on board and my mana accelerants. And they got rid of a uh, merit lage as well at one point. But I mean, I was still, I was able to take game one, game two. It was, I mean, it was a slog fest. Uh, he went for a Narset and like a, a second Narset pretty deep into the game low on cards and i that's where we got into a counter war over it i was fine with trading like narset resolving and trading two of his counters for two of my pyroblasts but it ended up not resolving so i was like hey it works for me um and then i read that uh sue is a enchantment creature on the way uh by the way so beseju can get rid of that some bitch so uh, that's what won me the second game. <clears throat> and then I, I messaged you, Ian, about this. <laughs> it's one of those interactions where you think about it, and I was like, this is dumb. Why am I thinking of this? And then I had to go for it. So I, I played against Reanimator. It was a mono black Reanimator. And as they kept showing me different cards, I kept adding to the name that I had next to their uh, next to the verses. <laughs> It was Mono Black Reanimator with the Chain of Smog combo, but it was also the World Gorger. Um, so I was like, okay, it's Reanimator, Mono Black, slash uh, Chain of Smog, slash World Gorger. Okay, cool. So I'm like trying to keep all that together, whatever. Um, I was able to, in game one, I played a land pass. I had a, cro- a green source crop rotation. And they went for it turn one. So, yeah, in response, bog you, sure, untap. And then I think I drew my mana bond. So it was second green source, play mana bond, go to end step, dump all these hands, have the merit lage combo on on board. Um, That was dope. And then game two, I had to bog them on turn two. And then... I had endurance them. And later on, I had to, I had an exploration out. I played a wasteland, wastelanded my own bog. That went into the bin. Then I had to activate my nurturing peatland to draw a card, replacing the draw with a dredge from loam. Cast loam, get back peatland, uh, wasteland, and bog. Play bog, target them. Um, so that was cool. Sometimes it, you got to go through a few hoops to stop your opponent from killing you. But if yeah. you can fit through them, jump. Yeah. Yeah. So because the turn before they had um, cast Chain of Smog targeting themselves and pitched a Grizzlebrand and a Witch. And I was like, oh, I feel like you got it next turn. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to try and do something. So, um, And then the last round, it was against the Yorian Taxes. And I went for it in game one, made a 2020. They solituded it. And after that, I was able to 
find a loam, get all the stuff back and do it again pretty fast. I think a turn or two later. Hmm. And then game two was interesting. They were able to find a rest in peace, slam it down. And I was able to double crop rotate. And when they were tapped out to make a 2020 and they had three cards in hand, I was just like, well, I hope you don't have solitude plus white card. Yep. Cause I'm fine with, they were they were starting to gain more ahead, and I had to go for it to try and win. And if they had the thing, they had the thing. I'll go to game three, mm-hmm. uh, but they didn't have the thing. So, so no game three. Turns yeah. out, um, but yeah, this deck is dope, and I will be trying to play this in Pittsburgh for sure. Yeah. So after after having played both regular lands and this. Um, do you think that there's just like certain meta games where one's going to be better or is it just like kind of a luck of the draw kind of thing? Um, probably meta game would, um, be a decision on that, but I don't think running like, I don't think it would be a terrible decision for like one over the other. Hmm. Like if, if I was piloting normal lands yesterday, I feel like in those positions, I probably would have been fine, if not better off at certain spots as well. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how to use some of those cards and the mulligans and stuff. Cause it, I mean, it's very different. Like I've never played with mana bond. Yeah. Um, I've known about it, but I've never played with it. So yeah. Cause you fine. started playing lands after that kind of already had made its way out. Cause like yeah. mana bond hasn't really been consistently in land since like, 2014 i would say yeah yeah so i i think it would just depend i like the version i played which nick fox it's his that he won the challenge with it um he ran so like like the biggest difference is you you're not playing your mox diamonds and you're not running um urza sagas either so getting used to that and having that package now that that's gone some of your silver bullets aren't there anymore but you Hmm. might have more silver bullets in different lands and stuff um i don't know it's it's this it's like a slower grindier i know in the lands group there were some people saying that it doesn't grind as much as the other one Hmm. and i'm like i just think they just do it differently because like this you can definitely just like vomit your lands onto the battlefield and you're like yeah in your end step i'm going to make a 2020 or do that and you made three zombies and it's Mm -hmm. like this is going to be a thing um but you can kind of do that with the other one too and because they were playing field at times and sometimes they boarded it or they didn't play it at all um yeah because you still sometimes just get the hands where it's like okay Turn one exploration, second land, turn two, cast loam, like play two more lands and just mm-hmm. do it. I'm not gonna say the fair way, because like you're still yeah, paying one and a green to draw three cards every turn and play two lands, yeah. but like the traditional way. Mm-hmm. Um I think definitely like missing mox diamond, there are some games where it just hurts. Like mm-hmm. this, I think the big difference between the eight mulch and lands 
I feel like you're a lot softer to Blood Moon with a with a mulch. Um, probably, yeah. Um, I think with that. So the version I ran had one, two, three, four fetches, and every time I got one, I immediately fetched for a basic. Um, just not, and I wasn't really in. I don't think any position yesterday that they would be playing a Blood Moon. I guess mm. maybe the Grixis control could have been. Um, but I wanted to try and get that out of the way just to like make sure, okay, I have my green, this is fine. Yeah. Because uh, the only other color main board, I ran, it's one flame jab main, dropped a crop rotation for that. And I do really like that. That came in handy for sure against elves a little bit to try and help me stabilize and hmm. um death and taxes was huge yeah flame jab is really good against taxes because oh yeah like yes you can still do like punishing fire shenanigans in that matchup hmm. but flame jab is much better in Thalia because two is a lot less than three when it comes to hmm. mana yeah and like into a Thalia you're paying four mana to buy back your punishing fire and cast it. Yeah. But with flame jab, it's like, okay, through your Thalia, I will pay two mana in this mm-hmm. land. Um, no, absolutely. The only difference I did to his list was I changed the Grove of Burn Willows out for a Carpolson Forest mm-hmm. because there would be times where I could make a 2020 really fast and I just gave my opponent 21. Yeah. And then they're not dead and they give another turn. So I switched it to ping myself instead of give them a life. And I think that's completely reasonable. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's still an untapped green source and that's really just what it was. An untapped different name green source. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I I think as far as like the difference between both of them, I think it's going to depend on, you know, the luck of who you draw, who you're going to be up against. I, could see me running either one you know i'm, I'm planning on going to uh scg con pittsburgh and participating in both legacy 5ks and i mean i could run one of these the first time and if it doesn't does me wrong maybe i switch it to the other version and play that version mm-hmm. the second time or if it does me right i could run it back um i don't think i'd be upset with either i've, I've been really enjoying enjoying this deck and just how it plays because it's like it, it's crazy to me like oh you have counter spells that's cool like i'm just gonna play my lands mm-hmm. and things are gonna happen so i i really like and it, it's like the toolboxy stuff like that that's we know that's my bread and butter and this is like perfect for it so yeah. i i i do enjoy it um and i think this like besage you for sure helps both of them obviously i mean it's it's a spell and then a land in my eyes so um yeah i i think it can struggle against some combo stuff um honestly probably like all of it i think i got pretty lucky against that reanimator yesterday um i mean i'll be honest out of all of the like green decks you have the best matchup against reanimator out of any of them Mm -hmm. just because like you do have crop rotation it's very difficult for them to both go fast and play around crop rotation yeah so 
like when I borrowed, um, when I borrowed Lance for the last Buffalo chicken dip I went to, I think it was seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I played against world gorger reanimator and I was on the play when turn one land mocks play, um, play an exploration, play a wasteland, say go. My opponent played a swamp, dark grit, um, entomb, reanimate, girls brand. And I was holding a crop rotation. I had a green source up from the mox diamond, and my opponent just did nothing the rest of the game. Yeah. Because sometimes they just keep a hand where it's like, I'm going to do the thing, and if you stop me, I'm screwed. Yeah. And as a former reanimator player, yeah, I, I get it. I We'll see when I come back from Pittsburgh if I have a reanimator built again. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. But no, I, I think absolutely. I agree 100%. Um, I had the four oofs on the board, and then I didn't touch them because I didn't come against anything like that. The I would just have to try and figure out my own my sideboarding. Not like a guide, but kind of like just looking at it a little deeper dive. I know we've talked about that a little bit so far. So, hmm. um, yeah, it ran well for me. I enjoyed it. Like, and it's wild because I feel like all this stuff was there. I mean, obviously, the newest card on here is Besaidu, right? But the, yeah. and that's the last set. Uh, but besides that, yeah. Other than Yavamaya, everything in this deck has been legal since before the pandemic. Yeah. So like I I like seeing things like that happen. Like when humans popped up, mm-hmm. I can't remember I can't remember the guy that was like the people that were um playing it and the first one that won like the SCG with it. I can't I cannot remember his name. Not Hunter Pence. Taller skinnier guy with like blonde hair and glasses, I believe. Unfortunately, just, that describes most of the SCG uh, too. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like seeing like a new deck, and you're like, yeah, all this stuff was there. Kind of like Death Shadow yeah. in Modern. All I think every card was there. It's not like something was new and like, oh, this is giving a new meaning to this deck, or this is making a new deck. No, this this someone just figured out the Rubik's cube. Yeah. And went with it and started five owing, and then everyone came on. Like, and I'm I'm totally one of the people that will copy and paste the list. I got a problem with that. But yeah. Like, I give I got to give credit where credit's due, man. This stuff's awesome. So, but yeah, there's it's always cool to see that. There's always going to be people who just like have that, like have that fever dream in the middle of the night. Wake up, grab a notebook, write down a deck list, and just jam it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if and if you have that dream, like write down that list because even if there's a one in fifty shot that it's real, if you find that one, oh yeah, it's worth finding the one for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, I, I think um, it was fun for sure. Like I said, I'm going to be playing it again. Um, I'm looking forward to playing it again. One because it went well, and two because I just think it's it's really cool how it how it runs. Mm-hmm. So um, once I have more info, I will we'll, uh, report back to everyone, kind of see what's going on with it. So, what have you been up to, Ian? As we if we continue this long ass intro, <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest. This entire podcast has been one long ass intro since episode one. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Oh, by the way. I believe it's our 50th episode. 
No shit. Yeah, this is this is live time, people. This is we. <laughs> I meant to write this down and talk to us. Yeah, this is episode fifty. Wow, I <laughs> did not even realize that. We have been yeah. doing this for way too long. <laughs> well, happy birthday, everybody! <laughs> fifty episodes. Yeah. yeah, that's where I totally wanted to uh, talk about it, and then. Totally forgot about it. So here we yeah. are. I would have brought a cake if I'd remembered. Yeah, it's okay. We can get some cake or something later. But... Yeah. But anyway, what you been up to? Uh, honestly, not been playing too much Magic. Um, like, obviously, been playing Moto Leagues every once in a while. Um, just because, like, I don't have any events coming up that I'm actually going to. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, my friend Zach is getting married next weekend, so I can't go to Pittsburgh. Um, both of us were sad about that because yeah. we both saw Pittsburgh got announced. We were talking about it and then we looked at the date and we're like, oh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like I don't really have any events coming up anytime soon. The next thing that I might go to is in August, unless there's another like chicken dip coming up soon. Yeah. Um, we'll so I just been, comes. yeah, just been jamming some random decks and legacy playing some modern touched pioneer a little bit to see what was going on there um, what's the uh event in august you're talking about um samantha dan and i are considering going to the nrg team event in st louis mm. but we're not sure on that one yet fair okay because they still announced is... the format fair <laughs> so. um there's scg con baltimore August 19th to the 21st, and then Columbus, September 2nd to the 4th. Mm-hmm. So it'll be nice. We're close enough that that works. So, yeah, I got to look at that. Those uh, other uh, systems and like websites and stuff too. That'd be dope. Yeah, because energy always runs a good event. So mm-hmm. I haven't been able to go to any myself just because like always lined up badly with work. But if I can yeah. go to St. Louis, I'm down. Yeah, I hear you on okay. that, man. It's like I've been trying to have this damn uh, play this damn Buffalo Chicken Dip event. They're on, they just did nine, right? Hmm. Um, they just did eight. Oh, that was eight? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Buffalo Chicken Dip eight was about a week and a half ago now. Uh, happened right after we did our last recording. Um, and shout out to Samantha Murphy. Absolutely. She was she was grinding, like testing Doomsday, kept going, 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 wanted to make that deck great. And then she ended up going. She made top eight. She got fifth place with Delver. Yeah, like stock F <laughs> stock ass blue red Delver. Delver. <laughs> I want to call her a traitor, but I can't blame her because that deck is stupid right now. It's it's crazy. I mean, it's it's so good. Like that, that was the talk yesterday a bit, too, because there's 20-something people that only get together once a month to play Legacy. And, yeah, I mean, that that was, like, the kind of the topic of conversation. You kept hearing buzzing around, you know, seeing what was going on. It's, it's wild. Yeah. Because, like, for the Buffalo Chicken Dip, like, obviously, the meta is going to be a bit different because people can play whatever the hell they want. Mm-hmm. Um, but even with people playing all these janky ass decks that they wanted to play, like you don't see that many high tide players in a room. Yeah. But like, there's usually like two people who play high tide at Buffalo chicken. And 
20% of the meta was still Delver. Yeah. But then you go on to some of the Magic Online results. And like in the leagues, nobody plays Delver because it's usually a bit slower, but people want to play the fun decks because if you're only playing for a couple treasure chests, like go have fun. Yeah. So nobody really plays Delver in the leagues other than like the diehard Delver fans. But then this weekend, the legacy mocks was going on and it was a 28 person event. So they ended up like, this is the one you had to qualify for. You had to have the 20 QPs in order to get in. So it was the people who play legacy and play legacy a lot. So a lot on the line because whoever won this got to go to the magic online championship at the end of the year. Um, so Mick win sauce and he did Mick win. Um, but he was one of the few people not playing Delver. Um, out of the 28 people in this event, 13 people were playing blue red Delver. And out of those 13, eight of them had a positive, uh, positive record. Four of them made top eight. So it just kind of goes to show that the people who are trying to win and have a lot on the line are gravitating towards playing Delver because it's just the best deck right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's wild. And like you look at the legacy metagame, this is at least MTG Goldfish on 420 plays it. Um, it's 29.4% of the meta. And the next is eight cast at 9.5. And then taxes at 5.9. Like, there's a lot of talk on Twitter, too, that, you know, it's like, yeah, so Wizard of the Coast just flat out lied to us. And we're like, yeah, hey, Ragavan's banned. We're also, we're going to continue to keep a close eye on this and everything. It's like, where have you guys been? Right. You haven't done anything. You know, I get it, like, whatever event was going on that they had, like, the unlock, uh, ultimate god accounts or whatever, like, trying to do bans then. But, like, if you did a ban right around that time, I think that's almost, like, the perfect time because then everyone can play whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, they can explore the format. They can mess around with new builds. They don't have to worry about, like, finding new cards or, mm-hmm. like, hoping the Mana Traders has it or just finding a bot that owns them. Like you yeah. can just jam whatever you want. Yeah. Like worst case scenario, it's $25 to enter the event. You were probably already paying to get into anyway. Yeah. Right. Like, okay, let's, you know, so it's, it's just crazy, man. Like what, what gets hit? Cause I, I feel like for how long this discussion's been had how many times it comes up it always comes back to this goddamn deck so Mm -hmm. i feel like now you can't keep chopping it's like the hydra you can't keep chopping off the let the one of the heads because another two grow back or something like that you know you gotta go for like a leg or one of the hearts or something of this thing yeah so i guess the big question is like what do we think would hinder this enough to where it could still be the top deck i'm fine with that but if it was like 12 percent top deck yeah i'd be i'd take that yeah take that's that that's, that's healthy 
Yeah, I feel like that's fine. I and uh, that, that's my thing. Like when I talk about this, some people are like, "Well, you're just mad because there's a top deck." No, I'm mad because look at the percentages, people. This is this is actual numbers that we can look at. This isn't like a bullshit thing that someone yeah. claims. This is this actual is legitimately data. looking at. Yeah, like you can't lie looking at numbers. <laughs> you can't lie looking yeah. at math. Like it just happens you know it's 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 just, this is how it works <laughs> yeah like I, I i and i i like numbers once it got to like a certain point in school i was like yeah i don't want to sit here and figure that out but yeah, I, once I the math stopped like, being numbers is when my brain stopped working yeah pretty much pretty much but there's like i i just love seeing numbers and things and like being able to break it down and actually see like your percentages playing to your outs. We're playing to your percentages. That's what's happening. You know, when I looked at nine cards yesterday and one of them was a land, I was like, I want to know what the numbers are right now for this to happen, but I'm a little too pissed off to look at, to think of those <laughs> to do the math, and try yeah. to figure it out. But yeah, I mean, so I guess that's the question. What could get hit from this deck? that I think has to be something big that so, could yeah. could hinder it enough. Could, uh, I don't want to say, you know, like banish it to the shadow realm, but like knock right. it down yeah, several we don't, pegs. We don't want to put it down, but we do want to spay and neuter it so it doesn't reproduce. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. So I've been... In one of the Discord channels that I'm in, um, there's a lot of us from the Cleveland area who are trying to start to, like, once our, C our regional qualifiers and stuff come out, we're going to try to start grinding. Um, so there's a couple of us from the Cleveland area, a couple people from Columbus area. Um, and we actually had kind of a long discussion about this not too long ago. Mm -hmm. of like what could get hit from Delver to make it so that it's less of a problem later, not necessarily just not a problem now. So when Ragavan got hit, it was okay, cool. That was the broken card. Like, let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. And there are, there are matchups where the Ragavan ban helps Delver. There's matchups where it hurts Delver. So against like um, Ad Nauseam, it was a very, very good matchup for Delver going into the Ragavan ban because you were able to flip their thought seasons. You were able to flip all their cantrips. Um, you can flip their Lotus Petals and just get more mana. Yeah. Like Ragavan hitting and getting two treasures is kind of stupid. Yeah. That's a little broken. But once Ragavan got banned and people just started playing just four Delvers again, uh, the win rate for Delver in that matchup went down almost 20%. Mm -hmm. um, but then you get matchups where like you're playing against Oops All Spells. Well, they're playing a lot more blue cards now. So the matchup for Oops went up 20%. Mm -hmm. obviously not as big of a part of the metagame, but like there's, I can't remember who it was that posted this 
chart because I just saw the actual screenshot of it, but it was like the majority of the decks in the meta and what the Delver win rate was before and after the Ragavan ban. And a lot of what it did was just shift the numbers. Yeah. Like took percentage points from one matchup, put them into another. So it fixed problems in certain matchups, but it didn't solve the overall problem. Mm. So we started talking about, I kind of want to call it like the good, the bad, and the ugly. Fair. Like the good card is the, like, yes, this is going to happen. This is a very good ban. Like this should happen. Yeah. The bad, I think, is where I would kind of put the cards that could go. I don't think they need to go but I could see it if it happened. Fair. And then I got a couple in my ugly category where if they do go and I kind of would not be at all surprised. And one of them, I honestly expect shit's going to get weird for a while. All right. All right. So the band that I think is hundred percent going to happen. I would not be, cont- I would not be surprised if it also happened in modern sometime soon. Expressive iteration is just too good of a card. It's crazy. We we've talked about this several times uh, when we're not recording. the The first iteration of this podcast is when we're standing outside someone's house or a building for a couple hours after we uh, decided to leave said premises. Yep. <laughs> like on Monday this week, if it wasn't so cold outside, we probably would have sat there for an hour talking about plants. Yeah. But it was like 35 degrees and like about to start snowing again until we got the hell home. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, like EI passes every single test in Legacy for being a good card. Mm-hmm. Blue pitches a force and force looks at cards, picks cards, draws cards, two mana, flips Delver, mm-hmm. triggers Darcy. Like there's so many different things that this card does for such a low mana investment. Mm -hmm. The reason that Delver has always been good is because you're able to land a threat and then one for one, your opponent out of the game Mm -hmm. because you're trading your days for their two drop. You're trading your force for their one drop removal spell. Like you're taking all of these cards and you're throwing them at your opponent and hoping to keep them on the back foot long enough for your one drop and your, your other one drop that you played on turn two to close out the game close enough. So you can just bolt them twice and they're dead. Yeah. The issue becomes a big problem when Delver is able to pull ahead on cards. Absolutely. Treasure cruise was the most broken version of Delver. Because you just got to play Sorcery Speed Ancestral Recall times four in your Legacy deck. Mm -hmm. Like, that was... Everybody knew it was broken after week one. And we were all kind of surprised it took as long as it did to get banned. Yeah. (laughs) Dig Through Time did the same thing. It was a two-for-one with card selection, very low investment. Like, two mana is not much. Mm -hmm. So... When you're looking at expressive iteration, like, yes, you quote unquote only look at three cards, but you get to play one, you get to draw one, 
And then you put the worst one on the bottom to get back later. Mm-hmm. Which thank God it's put it on the bottom. Cause could you imagine if it was put in your graveyard? Yeah. Like that would just be absolutely stupid. It would I mean, I feel like if that was the case, it would already be banned. True. Because I mean it came out like kind of the same time as Chandler. Mm-hmm. And I, I think Chandler is a cool card. I, I think I think it's a cool card. Cool concept. I like how it transforms into something bigger and it has to attack. It's like it's like it's a drawback. Like, okay. But, uh, um, there are times where it actually is. Yeah, no, it, it, absolutely. But I mean, majority of the time, yeah, it, I just always think back of, you know, like, well, the drawback to ancient stirrings is it only gets a land or a colorless, you know, uh, spell or something. Like, okay, that's your entire deck. Like, you're playing mm-hmm. the best. Like, that's not a drawback. You can't act like yeah. it's a drawback. Like, oh, the, the drawback to my race cars, it goes really, really fast. And I'm gonna get, you know, well, you're using it yeah, in the right like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, like if you, yeah, if you're trying to drive it on the uh, the street, that's a problem. But if yeah. you go to a racetrack, yeah, you're that's golden. the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah so like I, EI because it because it is card selection and card advantage, it is definitely pushed a bit too hard when you're hitting all these one drops on it. Mm-hmm. Well, and that was the thing with when. I mean, when Ragavan was around, we were still talking about how this card was nuts, mm-hmm. right? Because, like, casting that Ragavan hitting, then casting it off a of turn two, and you still had one mana off of that treasure that you could, you know, play something, or that would help you hit your land drop. And it, it's mm-hmm. like, man, oh, man. Because it's not like these these decks are light on land. Like, I mean, maybe by some standards, obviously, but like, but they're playing looking, 19 lands right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, and there's, they're on one bobble. And I mean, like with Luris, when that was around, they were playing more because it would help with Chandler and all that stuff too. It's just nuts. It, mm-hmm. The card is, the card's crazy, but like, I'm looking at half of these cards in this list that's has been neutered several times. Let's be honest here in the past X amount. Mm-hmm. And I could say, I will say this card is nuts over and over and over again. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure a majority of the cards you want to bring up. <laughs> like, True. <laughs> but yeah, it's like EI, I think has to go in legacy in order to bring things back to where if you want to play a fair deck, you're playing blue red. Like that, that's just not where it should be. There needs to be options in a format. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the cards that well, I have I seen guess, a lot of people, if I, if I could just interject, I guess say one more thing too, is I feel like banning that would hit obviously primarily. Is it Delver? I don't think iteration is played in just about any other deck. In legacy, uh, four right? color control plays some number of them. Okay, and well, then some of the Jeskai builds have been too. <laughs> but, but. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, but like, yeah, I, I think that's I think that's kind of I think that would be like perfect because hmm. you're not there's not really the secondary and you know third tier decks that are getting punished because the main deck is playing this card that you also happen to play. 
Yeah. Similar to yeah, how like in works. modern faithless looting died for Hogak's sins. Oh my God. But then yeah. it also killed Mardu Pyromancer, which let's be honest, they were playing lingering souls in their deck. They're not the bad guy. Yeah. That, that deck was dope. Like I, I remember that. Like, I mean, I know people have talked about faithless looting coming back in modern and boy, would I be a happy, happy. I would actually play modern again. Like I would want, to go play modern probably a bit more mm-hmm. that would be pretty dope i mean i'd, I'd be playing it in dredge so yeah <laughs> i'm part yeah. of the problem sorry but <laughs> it is what it is man it's okay i don't want to hey, go if they let you a... play with your old toys you're going to yeah the mana confluence and stuff are already up i don't want to buy them now <laughs> <so>. <laughs> uh, i like this though so if, if yeah if you continue on to your next uh your next ugly or bad or um, so this this definitely would be part of the bad. Like I don't think it needs to happen. It wouldn't surprise me if it did, but I can see the arguments behind it. Merktide. Mm-hmm. There have been a lot of people that I have seen talking about this being the card to go because, like, Tombstalker was always fringe playable back in the day. Mm-hmm. It had had delve but it cost black black so yep. it couldn't pitch the force it also never got bigger yeah. it's just a five five but then now you get murktide it's like oh yeah it it's a vanilla three three with flying until it kills people yeah because let's be honest when's the last time that you've seen a delver player cast one that's not a six six yeah it happened several times yesterday I remember distinctly, I was in the middle of a match with Grixis Control, so I couldn't understand everything that was going on. But someone was upset that they were like, yeah, we got to... I was able to clear Delver's, like, all of Delver's stuff. They had minimal inner uh, things going on, and then they played a Merktide on turn six, and I was dead on turn seven. Yep. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I I get it. Like, that, that sucks. Yeah, like, it in theory, can be an 8-8 that attacks for 13 the next turn. Mm-hmm. It it speeds up the process too much, in my opinion. Yeah. But at the same time, it is still a creature that does... It doesn't do anything when it enters. It doesn't do anything when it sits there, other than look really scary. Mm-hmm. So in a format where you can still play pyroblast swords plowshares like just generic removal that can kill this yeah i can see it where they would leave it in the format but it also is a creature where for the low investment of two mana yeah you really only need to have it hit once to make it so that the game is basically over yeah absolutely so i could solid hit in with that then You're lightning, and, you're damn near in lightning bolt range. Exactly. Because you had a Darcy that started attacking for three on turn two or three. You yeah. had a Delver that blind flipped because you're a Delver player. Yeah. Like the, the Merc Tides just close out the game a little too efficiently mm-hmm. for as low of an investment as it is. If yeah. I wanted to have a creature in the format where it is this thing resolved, you are on a clock. Good luck. Like back in the day, I never thought I would say this, but I want true name nemesis back. 
I mean, yeah, it's it's wild that that card just hasn't. I thought I I heard about the uh, someone was talking about it the other day, and I was like, man, yeah, I haven't I haven't heard anything about that card. So I have actually been playing against it online lately. Okay. Um, there have been some people bringing back blue white stone blade. I was just going to ask if that was it because uh, I think I saw in one of the last um, this week in Legacy articles they were talking about it. Yeah, so, like this, like it won the challenge on the ninth, mm-hmm. and then people started just playing it again. Like it took fourth place in the challenge on the tenth, took third in the challenge on the sixteenth. Um, and then like, it's, it's been putting up numbers. People are playing it in leagues because it's just a blue white deck. That's decent against Delver. Mm-hmm. Like, like full disclosure, Stoneblade is only ever a deck when Delver's good because you just go slightly bigger than them. You yeah. play plow and then you just have these big, dumb artifacts that can just win the game. Mm-hmm. Stoneblade is not a good deck. Yeah. Stoneblade has never been a good deck. It is just a good meta choice. So I'm looking at the commonly played spells and legacy as of MTG Goldfish. And obviously it's all Delver shit. Hmm. Um, number 17 is End the Festivities, which I know is a sideboard card in Delver. Um when the sideboard card in Delver makes number 17 on the most played cards, I think we know there's a problem, right? Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> there's not really any other deck other than Delver that's playing that. Like, if yeah. somebody else wants that kind of effect, they're just playing actual sweepers. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's kind of wild to me. Um, but I think with talking about Merktide. There are there are ways to answer it. Plow, we have solitude and your uh red blast, power blast. That's kind of it. That's mostly right? what's seen play right now. There are there are other removal spells that could pick up, but the a lot of the ones that are good against Merktide only become good against Merktide when EI is out of the format. Yeah. Because if you're going to play a black green deck and play Assassin's Trophy, you don't want to play a black green rock style deck. Even if you are playing Brainstorm and Ponder or if you're playing Euro or whatever, you don't want to play like these one for one strategies against decks that can play Expressive Iteration. Yeah. Because you're just going to fall behind. Mm hmm. But if EI gets out of the format, I could see a lot of these other like decent one-for-one removal spells actually making a comeback. I don't think it'll happen right away, but it is definitely one of those things where it's like, it could eventually happen. Mm-hmm. But I think... Yeah, it's going to be weird. Because like we've talked about it before, too, where it's... where At least I remember like bringing it up that When's the last time you've seen Abrupt Decay? Uh, outside of the sideboard of Storm, probably when I was playing Bug Delver. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Assassin's Trophy kind of like took the place of that a little bit. But even then, 
Assassin's Trophy. I have not seen Assassin's Trophy in a long time. Like I ran into it when I was playing against Nick Fit at RLGS a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, that's so, about it. it. It's it's like it's it's wild, you know. And then Prismatic Ending, insanely powerful card. I know that kind of helped push some of those cards out of the format. It's <laughs> like I feel like Abrupt Decay as well. You know, it, it's it's going to hit the same things as Prismatic Ending, but it's white and white is played with blue, so that's just the better one. Yeah. You know? Because um, it can still be a one-mana removal spell if you need it. Yeah. It's it's wild. So, just trying to think of, like, what can get rid of Murktide. Like, if Murktide didn't grow, if it just stayed a 3-3, and it was had still had Dell flying, stayed a 3-3, I think it would be like, I mean, would it would it be played? I think it would if it had one of the two lines of text on it, whereas either when things leave the graveyard, then it gets a counter, or if it was just the delve, it gets bigger. Yeah. Either one of those, it is still a strong card, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily overpowered. Yeah. It's the fact that you can play a Murktide and then play a second one and your first one's even scarier. Yeah. That's when I start to have a problem. Yeah. They're they're hard to deal with and they're really fucking hard to deal with when there's multiple. Exactly. Because Because you're only going to have so many of those removal spells that can answer it in a lot of these decks. Yeah. Only to have to answer it and hoping that they get through when you get past the four days, uh, four force of will, force negation, and with all of the um, the cho- uh, choices that they've had to have with their card draw and card filtering. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, I know that one's been talked about a lot too. And like, honestly, again, I am saying this as a non- Blue like this player. I have my tropical islands. I swear for my four color loam ridiculousness. I don't want to play any of these cards. You have them because they're green plus another color, not because they're blue plus another color. Yes, exactly. Um, I'd be fine if they they both went, but I don't want to hear all the Delver people bitching that much. I've been listening to Delver players bitch on and off for years. I'm fine with it. Yeah. I mean, they'll I guess over that's it. fair. When yeah. the next set drops and they get a new toy, they'll be happy again. Yeah, that's fair. Very fair. <laughs> However, the next two I want to talk about will make Delver players bitch. Oh, man. I th- I'm, I'm ready. Honestly, you know, I said I don't want to hear him bitch. I'm fine with it. Yeah, you, you Bring it. I, I, will, I will just laugh. <laughs> So there, the one card that has kind of always been in the like the side of the deck of the band discussions, people have been complaining about days for years. Mm-hmm. Just another free counter spell. Yep. Personally, I don't think days needs to go. It is a free counter spell that you can play around a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um. And it does still set your opponent back. 
Like, yes, it is a one for one kind of, it's kind of like a one and a half for one because they bounce the land back to their hand. Yeah. But when you're able to go turn one on the play, play a creature days, your removal spell, it does suck. Like, mm-hmm. let's be honest. I have seen a lot of people be proponents of days getting banned. I've seen a lot of people in support of days. It would not surprise me if it did go away. Yeah. Because not having that much of a downside for your free counter spell, like you're not pitching another card. Mm -hmm. Like you're just setting yourself back on mana a little bit, but you're playing a bunch of one drops anyway. So it's not like it's huge. Yeah. Like you don't see the decks playing a bunch of three and four drops, like all these control decks. They're not playing days. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it just sets them too far behind on their own game plan for an effect that, let's be honest, after turn three or four is not good. Like it is very good early on in the game, which unfortunately is where Delver tries to keep you. Yeah. Because they're going to pick a lot of these fights early on in the game and then try to wasteland you and kill your things and just out tempo you. But on like turn five, oh cool! I drew a daze. Guess something to pitch to my force of will. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. And yeah, it's or... because because it does have that floor be so low sometimes. I think it's fine to keep in the format. But there are a lot of people who are getting behind more and more, getting rid of it in order to just bring these Delver decks down overall. Yeah. I, I think, uh, and I, I've heard now. I haven't been playing Legacy as much as you, of course, but I've I've definitely heard pretty much the entire time of people talking about days. Um, yeah, I totally get you can a hundred percent play around it, um, but being back a turn to play around it, but then they wasteland you, so now you're two turns back to just to try to kill the one drop that they've hit you twice now because it flipped of course like you said so now you're down six life let's say you fetch twice you're at eight you know you take an eight already and then by that time you know oh here's the murk tide yeah Yeah, and we're like we're we're dead here already and you got to cast like a spell Mm -hmm. you know um it's wild you know and yeah yeah it kind of gets shut off or like only turns to a pitch to uh force later on um yeah i mean it's just it's a crazy card too honestly i think i think the biggest thing that could push days onto the ban list is like because let's be honest if you're playing against a delver deck you know none of the cards in their hand there's five mystery cards they were on the play and the only two things that you have seen are volcanic island delver of secrets Mm-hmm. The fact that they have days in their deck can force you to play around. It. Yep. Or you risk them just blowing you out with it. Yeah, you're done. So the play patterns that it does kind of force you into are either I have now been time walked the entire game if I want to like play around them having the days. Mm-hmm. Because let's be honest, if you like the minute that they play that Delver, you choose one of two lines jam into the days right now mm-hmm. or always play around it. Yeah. Because as soon as you switch, 
if you play around it on turn one and then jam into it on turn two, you have already lost the match. Yeah. Because you have made the biggest mistake against Delver that you ever could. And it's picking a game plan and then changing it for no reason. Yeah. Well, so I wonder if that would now, I mean, it's legacy. So there's several cards that we could think of it. This with is that days almost promotes a gameplay that results in less gameplay, if that makes sense. I get what you're coming from, but I, I know Wasteland, it's that's got to be one of the top ones on that list. Then Chalice mm-hmm. also up there. Um, so I, I wonder if it was looked at like that, if it would have a bigger target on it. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm curious. I'm, I'm kind of not really being devil's advocate because again, if days went, I'd okay. It doesn't ecstatic. bother me. Like sweet, I can just play whatever the fuck I want, mm-hmm. and I know they have their forces. But I, I guess I wonder if if days goes, do they play? Do they put in more of the force negations? Honestly, no, not no. in my opinion, because you still have all of these cards, like all the forces. If you're playing a fair matchup, they are all terrible cards. Mm-hmm. They are a guaranteed two for one on force of wills until you get to five mana. Yeah. Or if you're playing a force of negation, it's a conditional two for one, mm-hmm. unless you have three mana. That's not the kind of thing that you want in all these fair matchups. Like if I, if I play a removal spell on my opponent's Delver and I'm playing death and taxes and they force it, I am in heaven mm-hmm. because all I'm trying to do is just exchange resources and take over with my better game plan later. Yeah. So I can see like maybe a force of negation or two in the main deck mm-hmm. and then moving to like main deck spell pierce. Yeah. But I don't think days becomes force just like out of nowhere mm-hmm. because you, like the forces have an actual downside for being a free counter spell. Yeah. Which like if you're playing against Delver and you know that the only things in their deck are forces, it's like, yeah, I'm jamming my removal spell on turn one. Cause like if they have it, okay, cool. I two for one them. If they don't, then I just got rid of their creature and I bought time. Yeah. So I, I could definitely see days getting a hit. It'll make a lot of Delver players upset. But at this point, I really don't care. Yeah. I mean, there's been, I mean, I was going to say countless, but we could count them. I just don't know the number, uh, but a large amount of cards that were banned because of this list or this deck. Um, out of just... all the cards that have been banned in recent memory uh the answer is most yeah even some of the non-blue ones like mm-hmm. renin six got banned mostly because of delver yeah like just them being able to just jam a threat jam a renin six waste you waste you waste you waste you waste you mm-hmm. like with almost no downside because you have two lands in play you're playing delver that's all you need Yep. So I will give up my land draft for the rest of the game to make sure you don't get to play. That's yeah. fine. That was wild. Crazy. Because I was playing goblins then. And mm-hmm. it was just like, oh yeah, 
So I'll just ping all your goblins then. Like, oh, cool. Yeah. So more specifically, Thanks. you weren't playing goblins at the time. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> all right. You talked about days. What's your other one? This one. This, this is great. <laughs> this one, I think. This will cause a stir. Not just in Delver, but in Legacy in general. I have seen some people talk about banning Brainstorm because it is such a powerful effect. But Brainstorm is really only good when you pair it with a Fetchland mm-hmm. or just another shovel effect. Yeah. It sees three cards, it puts two bad ones back. But there are times where if you are behind, you cast a Brainstorm, you don't find a Fetchland, and you just die because you double time walked yourself from finding yep. a good card. Ponder, however, Ponder sees four cards, has a built-in shuffle if needed. I honestly would not be surprised if Ponder gets banned in Legacy. Yeah, that's big. It would be absolutely huge, but it's not, let's be honest, it's not like there's not other cantrips that can be played. Yeah. Especially more recently, I, I could, I mean, in the past five, five to 10 sets, there's been more because now, uh, consider is up there. There was the enchantment from Theros. Like I know those could be way worse, but I mean, it's like they're printing more. Yeah. They're printing options. Yeah. And if I was going to take this blue red Delver list, even with expressive iteration, like if I was just going to switch it to four brainstorm for preordain, mm. it does go down a peg. Yeah. Because Absolutely. like, especially when you are just top decking, if you top deck a brainstorm, you're like, do I cast this? Like, I don't have any cards in hand. So like, mm-hmm. I have to have one of these three be good. Otherwise, if I like, if I keep the fetch land in order to f- shuffle away the bad ones, like I'm literally giving myself chances to lose the game. If I cast my brain, it is a, it is a very skill intensive card to play. It punishes the people who don't play it well. And it rewards the people that play it well. And I think that is a good thing to have in a format like legacy where like, let's be honest, there's a lot of complicated word states, a lot of complicated game states where, yeah, if you outplay your opponent, sure, you deserve to win. That's fine. I'm okay with that in legacy. Yeah. But if we're going back and forth, I have no cards in hand, draw a ponder. No hesitation, cast ponder. Yeah. Like, Brainstorm is the best cantrip because of Fetchland. Ponder is the best cantrip other than Ancestral Recall that has ever been printed. Mm-hmm. Like, Yes, both of them are banned, or both of them are restricted in Vintage. But with Brainstorm, yes, it's because there's all these extra shuffle effects. There's all these tutors. There's all of these extra fetches. Like, there's a lot of things you can do to clear the top of your deck. Ponder is just stupid. Yeah, like it's wild. The fact that, at worst, it sees four cards. Yeah, and like that's not if you pair it with a channeler on board, because yeah. then you're looking at five. And then I mean, if the channelers go up, you're just looking at more cards too. Yeah, it's like when you cast a ponder, you're either getting a card you were looking for or a fourth look. 
Yeah. No matter what, there is no downside to it. Like the only time that ponder is bad is if your opponent has a Narset or a chalice in play. Yeah. And even then sometimes I'm casting the ponder anyway, because I get to look at the top three cards and then shuffle. Yep. If you have an R set and I have a brainstorm in hands, like, okay, hmm, blue mana, put two cards back. Well, this isn't very good. Yeah. But like I've cast ponders in the R sets all the time. Yeah. Because sometimes you just need to look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause then you could have seen, was I going to do anything in the next three turns? Yeah. No. Sweet. I will shuffle. Yeah. Like ponder. Ponder is currently in 48% of decks mm-hmm. or from at least from the Buffalo chicken dip event. It was in 48% of decks. Apparently there was some maniac who's only playing three ponders in a deck because there's 119 ponders to 120 brainstorms. Whoever you were, sir or madam, please go see a doctor. You need to get checked out. <laughs> but like there is a reason that this card is restricted in vintage. There's a reason this card is banned in modern and it would not at all surprise me if it did take a hit in legacy. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. And everything that you've, uh, you've brought up is makes sense too, man. Like it's, it's a hundred percent. It's just wild. Like when you really break it down that way, yeah, you're looking at four cards. Four. And yes, like there are the ba- uh, drawbacks to brainstorm, but this is it's just like it's it's not the perfect card because it doesn't also say uh we, you win the game. Um but it's damn near does. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean I I agree with all that. Yeah, cuz the way that I kind of look at cantrips in any format they're only ever going to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, it's similar to why birthing pod was banned when it was mm-hmm. because yes, there were certain combos that were a little too consistent for modern at the time um, because you could pod into a two card infinite life combo at the time, instead of a three card with Malira, but you could just go get, um, Archangel of Thune spike feeder and just mm-hmm. infinite power on your Archangel and all your other creatures, and then just infinite life with spike feeder. Like that was a little too consistent. I played pod during that time, yeah. And the reasoning that they gave behind banning pod instead of banning one of the, the creatures was if they banned one of the creature combos. Down the line, it was inevitably going to get to the point where they had to ban something else out of the deck. Mm-hmm. Because let's be honest, people call power creep a bad thing. Power creep sells packs. Power creep yeah. makes old formats interesting. Like if they didn't keep making better cards, modern would have been the same thing for the last eight years, and we probably would have been bored of it by now. Yeah. Yeah, but 100%. because because burning pod was only ever going to get better because the creatures were only going to get more options, more combos, more value. Mm-hmm. They got rid of the card that enabled you to find all of these very good cards. Yeah. 
I could see them starting to look at cantrips and legacy the same way. Yeah. Because going back to 2013, Ponder and Delver was finding Tarmogoyf and Nimble Mongoose. Yeah. It was finding Forked Bolt. <laughs> it was finding like Tarfire. It was finding a lot less powerful cards than what it's finding right now. Ponder now is finding Dragon Rage Channeler, Merktide Regent, Unholy Heat, Expressive Iteration. Yeah. <laughs> like the cards that these cantrips are searching for, finding, and always getting you to are better cards. So you can kind of get away with having some better cards if you make finding them less consistent. Yeah. So as much as it would hurt me as a blue player, I've been playing Brainstorm and Ponder for the last God, 11 years now. I've been playing Legacy. Yeah. <laughs> it would make me sad a little on the inside as a blue player, but as somebody who can take a step back and look at the health of a format as a whole and have an unbiased opinion on it, like I, I legitimately think Ponder is too good for Legacy. Yeah. No, I mean, literally everything you've said was like, yeah, dude, it, that all, every single bit of that makes sense, man. You know, hearing, especially when it's paired with the other cards, it just gets ridiculous, like more and more. It's almost like it just keeps going. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't be, I, I would be surprised, but I wouldn't. You know, it's almost like they yeah. they finally did it. Because like, what was the last like big ban like that in Legacy? Like the last like card that's been around for a while. I know like Modern's gotten a hit a few times with that. So like Death Ray Chaman was around for several years before yeah. it finally got banned because similar to Birthing Pod, similar to Ponder, the cards that it was casting were getting better. Yeah. So it's like getting to a point where these old staples are just too good because everything else is getting better. It's a consistent thing that has been happening in multiple formats. Mm -hmm. So when is it going to happen? Because yeah. at this point in my mind, it's not a, if it is a, when ponder gets banned. Yeah, absolutely. And then, yeah, like it's, it's hearing, hearing the the reasonings and the argument for its banning just makes sense you know it, it's like you were a good politician like just being able to talk me into it like i know i'm sitting here i'm like listen i feel like a blue card is gonna get hit regardless so it doesn't matter to me but uh yeah i mean that, that makes total sense and it would i know there would be a lot of people that would be upset but then the non-blue players would probably just be rejoicing. So yeah, and like, and let's be honest, the blue players will complain for a week, and then they'll go buy their foil preordains and just start playing those. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's there's definitely other options that can be played because it's. I mean, that's that's the point of like magic to a point of it is that we want the same result to happen every time we play the deck every time you play those 60 
were 80 cards and you shuffle them up, you want to have the same combo happen in the same way. You mm-hmm. like, you know, and when you get those cards that are redundant to it, like when I I played 16 whack in modern, like, yeah, that's when it's really like that could be ridiculous. I took a picture of it. I think it was turn three or turn four. I swung for 16 power. Like it was hilarious, you know. Now that deck can be obviously put in check because there's other things that it doesn't do well. Like it does what it does well is put thing put red creatures on the play, turns them sideways, gives them plus one plus zero. That's what does it not does really do well as top deck. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because you're so, drawing a Huh. One mana, one one with haste that can attack and get through tokens if I have a lot of creatures. Yeah, my opponent just casts a supreme verdict. Yeah, okay, but one one with haste. Go. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, that that came super relevant. The first strike was dope because I and I I I said it. I said, yep, they get first strike and can't be blocked by tokens. Like an opponent right. heard can't be blocked by tokens. Like, okay. Can't be blocked by tokens. Blocks. Yeah, so they like, blocked, and they're like, right. yeah, so all these die. I said, no, first strike happens, your things die. And then I think the next game, they made a token, tried to block, and I was like, yeah, it doesn't do anything. Yeah. So you didn't listen to either half of the card that I yeah. told you about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were so upset by the first time it happened that you focused in on that part. But, yeah, I I think to get back to it, yeah, I mean, seeing the numbers, it's just, it's crazy. So something's got to give. And I, I feel like that might be the episode uh, episode title in this one, you know? Because uh, the other stuff, I don't, I don't know. Like, I mean, Force of Will's not going anywhere. Force, Force of Will leaves the format. The format is a turn one combo format. Yeah, yeah. So... Like they could get rid of actual Delver, but no one would give a damn because Delver wasn't playing Delver for the longest time. Like yeah. that's okay. Yeah, the so. the aggressive one drop threats that can attack for three on turn two or three, sure, play them. Yeah. That's fine. Like I don't care if people don't like Dragon Rage Channeler. Yes, it is a good creature. Mm-hmm. You can still bolt it. Yep, you still prismatic ending it. You can still maze of it. You can still block it. Like mm-hmm. you can do shit to it. Like the people who are complaining the most, I think, are the ones who don't want to interact. Yeah. But, but hey, whatever. You gotta interact at least a little bit sometimes. Yeah. So even if that interacting is tendrils you for 24. Yeah. <laughs> it's still interacting with your opponent's life total. Yep, there it is. Yeah. Turns out. <laughs> hmm. But yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with Legacy coming up over the next couple of weeks, next couple of months. Um, it wouldn't surprise me with the mocks being pretty much all Delver if something happened soon. Yeah, but, I, I guess the big question would be, are they going to just do it or are they going to make an announcement about an announcement? It depends on when they want to do it. Yeah. If they want to do it before pit then come monday shit's going down 
Yeah. Oh, if man, they want to see how that wild. goes, because there's two legacy 5Ks in pit. Yeah. One of two things is going to happen. Either they're going to collect a lot of data on the format, or they're going to give people two tournaments in a weekend to figure out the new format. Yeah. And uh, new Capenna is going to be out. True. I don't know if there's a whole lot of cards from it. Um, just my little bit of looking hasn't seen crazy, but there's some stuff people are uh, people are talking about. So mm-hmm. I yeah, know we'll see. we'll see. Yeah, who knows? I, I think mm-hmm. New Capenum will do more to impact modern because it is a lot of three drop three color cards. Yeah, but very true. Very, very true. But yeah, we'll see how the we'll see how the formats play out over the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But for now, from the two of us here and from Luke as well, this has been the pregame effect. You all have a good rest of the night. See you.